Greetings, my fellow from Los Alvin Thinkers. Thank you for tuning to L3 Podcast. My name is Craig, transmitting from the beautiful rounds of planet Earth. Today's date is Saturday, August 12th, 2023. This is episode 1678. The world moved too far left. Most Americans have locked themselves into misery and re-honoring our Constitution. Before I proceed, you can follow me on multiple social media sites and podcast channels. Just type in Loki Luck number three, Loki Luck Roman number three for three eyes, or the Loki Luck Roman number three podcast. Furthermore, if you have any questions, comments, recommendations, or send me something, etc., criticism, don't matter. Whatever you do, please use the quorum. Go to Loki Luck numbers zero three or protomed.com. If you want to donate, go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash Loki Luck number three. First off, send my condolences to all the beautiful people in Maui. And um, so far, according to Zero Hedge, 80 lives lost, 1,700 buildings destroyed, become second deadliest U.S. fire. Wow, it's in a town called uh, Lahania. It's an island of Maui. So firefighters still containing it and all that. It's just a real shame on what has happened. And they say here, describe, says here um, about the, about were burnt, about 80, 80 parish and in the inferno, 1,700 buildings were burnt into the crisp, and it was already being described as the deadliest natural disaster to strike Hawaii since the deadly tsunami in 1960 that killed 61 people. Wow. Yeah, so it's very uh, disturbing indeed. And, um, yeah, so we always got to look at that, look at those areas. Never take things for granted, folks. That's why, you know, we all have our moments. It's time I might get mad, but I'm not going to let it linger, dwell, or really hold those particular grudges and get gray real quick if you do. So, um, yeah, it's very disturbing indeed what has happened over there. Very historical place, too. So you, you, you can look at it. There's some, there's some footages on there. Unbelievable. Yes, and of course, the 12th, um, on this day, it was uh, uh, six years ago, the horrific event that occurred in Charlottesville, Virginia, in reference to the Emancipation Park. Removal of the statue from the Confederate States of America. I think it's Stonewall Jackson and Robbie Lee. And of course, you got all these yahoos that were trying to come in and intervene and so forth. Jason Kessler was actually wanted to preserve European heritage, white European heritage, which is, you know, he has that right. And um, and of course, the city of Charlottesville, they, and they dishonor his permit by having the police stand down. Many people were injured, and of course Heather Hare was uh, murdered, ran over by ran over, got ran over too. So um, and she died. And most of these so-called act gen- uh, baseless geniuses in the activist movement want to say Jason Kessler's blood is on your hands. I disagree completely. I've been saying this for since I analyzed this and declared as from starter to see Charlottesville has proclaimed blood guilty. It's on their hands of what happened for violating the contract and the Commonwealth Bill of Rights. That includes the governor at the time as well. Yeah, you got your cucks and your dimwits out there, all the glamour boys, glamour hacks from all sides. And even they they, uh, they said it themselves, according to the alt-right documentary, which I didn't really see that controversial. But one thing they were all, uh, we could all agree on, the police stood down and they assaulted everyone that was involved, the participants, because even witnesses there said the same thing. And I made that statement, you know, um, like the day after when I read the reports and I told people the police stood down. They, many people just freaked out to call me shitbag and all that. I got, I got all these stupid comments because they just go for faith, but never look at the fine print. The official narrative, ah, Nazi, ah, you know, all these buzzwords, you know, that triggers people. I always got to see things a lot broader than what it is. So, um, yeah. All right. Well, like browsing around here, looks like they're trying to indict Trump again. 
I would have a hard on for him. <laughs> it's just hilarious. Good grief. Yeah, and the Hawaii's knife ban is unconstitutional, by the way, according to the courts. And um, which is good because it is natural laws. Do, do, there is a Bill of Rights, a Declaration of Rights in Hawaii, and that conflicts with that. And of course, we have here man attacked Alabama boat co captain for just doing my job, he says. Yeah, I've seen that video clip. Everyone made a big ruckus trying to use a whole black white thing. And um, natural news, tyranny through censorship. Web browsers could soon be required by law to block traffic to what the government says, to, tells them to say, right? Saudi Arabia to build futuristic oasis on Neom. Neom in a bid to move beyond oil. We got right here to LifeSite News. School trustee must resign after post-suggesting stream-rolling Christians to death. Good grief. Of course, on InfoWars, IRS whistleblower, special counsel appointment proves A.G. Garland and Weiss lied about Hunter Probe. <laughs> of course. He didn't have to figure that one out. Bunch of deceptive quacks they are. Treasonous parasites. That's from InfoWars. And, of course, Trudeau's split from White reveals some shocking truths. Let's just check that out. I'm curious about it, too. We have to see here on InfoWars. I'm just like I'm just winging it as we as I speak, and no, this is according to RT. Rachel Marsden made this claim on um, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau announced recently that he and his wife of 18 years, Sophie um, Grigori Trudeau, were ambiguously separating and leaving some Canadians jealous that they couldn't do the same. Immediately, the rumors mill went into overdrive. Oh, yeah. So, um, as it reads here, I'm not going to go too crazy. I'm just, gonna, I'm just browsing through here. <laughs> Others suggest even more outlandishly that he was involved in the left-wing coalition. NDP leader Jagmeet Singh, again, married and a new father. Okay, all that crap. Uh, this is some bogus rhetoric. But we all know Justin Trudeau, he suck at his job. He's not more than a Club of Rome stooge or New World Order butt boy. <laughs> well, I'm not going to. Of course, his hypocrisy is horrendous, too. They're liberty for me, but none for thee. Good grief. Well, okay. Well, blacklisted news. The FBI unwillingly, unwillingly investigate itself, of course, because they know better. Next expose by administration launches heat tracker tool for tracking heat-related illnesses. News target, why only now? FDA rules that doctors not can now prescribe ivermectin for COVID-19. <laughs> hey, we got bureaucrats trying to tell us how to live and wipe our own rear ends is what you get, right? They know the jabs are, they are sort of bioweapons, according to many whistleblowers. <laughs> Joe Manchin announced he's seriously thinking about leaving the Democrat Party. Yeah, well, your, tra your constitutional track record isn't that great anyway. So what's your point? You're going to go to Republicans and be a neocon hack? Come on, folks. National Post. The Senate is proud to receive endorsement from Steve Deese, who wanted Hillary to beat Trump. <laughs> One Bush at least to another. <laughs> Oh, it's funny. I, I, I'm enjoying this stuff, man. I'm just getting a big kick out of these things. And, of course, I was, I was reading them on the New American there. Empire Strikes Back is measure 114 gun control lobbyist silver bullet. Well, I'll be honest because they're fighting in the courts already. And it looks like most of the knuckleheads have voted for this measure on tougher gun laws and licensing and all that. It actually contradicts their own state, state constitution. That's what makes me laugh at the most. And, um... Question I threw at, at them. Or is it here? Is there a connection between Measure 14 and Article 1, Sections 1, 9, 12, 15, 21, 24, 27, and 33 of Oregon's Constitution, Bill of Rights? I'm eager to hear from them. And it is. It's a totally an illegal 
measure and the idiots that voted for it. I'm just wondering if it's um, authentic or not. Out of curiosity, well, of course, you got Portland trying to tell the rest of the rest of the state how to live. Yeah, we know better, you farm boys out there. We were going to think for you, right? <laughs> no, it's pathetic. But um, that's a, it's a good um, Zoe Williams's name, and I just like it right here. One of the comments says it right here. Is that the purpose of the Second Amendment is that American civilian citizens are to have unfettered access to arms and weapons equal to those available to government forces. But some people say, you're full of crap. You don't know what you're talking about. I trust the state. Well, if Red Coast have muskets, cannons, and explosives, then private citizens may also may not see their rights a fringe upon. It's a natural right, folks. And even what's funny because Article 1, Section 1 of the Oregon's Bill of Rights, you have those natural rights. It's self-explanatory. And of course, that gets 20, I think it's 27, right? I believe it's 27 or 24. One of those. It's about the right to keep the bearm should not be infringed, but they, it goes further than that. The thing is an illegal contract. So the people who voted for it, there's a bunch of fools, whoever petitioned it, a bunch of suckers. And they don't want you to, they don't want you to, they want you to believe they know better. And they can't, they can't even, don't even have a pot to urinate in, right? Former Trump spokeswoman, GOP must tackle life issues head on. Children's health defense, Zoom attempts damage control as privacy experts slam tech platforms plans to use customer data. <laughs> Don't believe the hype, folks. Absolutely. Your news, Moscow claims successful repulsion of Ukrainian drone wave over Russia annexed Crimea. There was a Breitbart right here. Democrat MS candidate accepts cash from CCP linked tycoon with ties to Biden. Yeah, looks like the whole Biden family's walking around bare ass naked. And of course, um, they may just get they may just get a slap on the wrist or just nothing really uh just give them immunity. So you know what? As for the Biden family immunity plan, you know, if you if you have if you get harassed by tax evasion and so forth, everyone needs to start using that. If this if this occurs, you got to start mocking them in the judicial in, the, in, in judicially. So um, let's just go right down here. Crimean bridge targeted by a pair of missiles in rare daytime attack. Matt Gates, that's from, yeah, okay. That's from Zero Hedge, right? That's from Zero Hedge too. Yeah. All right. Uh, Conservative Tribune. It says here Matt Gates eyes high level appointment if Trump wins election twenty twenty four. And another FBI fatal shooting happened day before Utah currently under investigation. Uh, you can defend yourself over there. This is all, all, all news pipeline. The, terrible, the, the terrorist cabal occupying the White House has overthrown America. And uh, let me see. SGT report. Justin Trudeau's wife left him because his pedophilia is about to be exposed. Interesting. So definitely gotta keep tabs on that. It's a strong I call them, I call it accusations out of respect. That's from the people's voice, by the way. So I'm gonna have to check that out. And you can make your own judgment, including yours truly. Psyop nine Psyop nineteen blowback US suicide hit suicide hits an all time high last year. And uh, just going to go further down. Is Michelle Obama a man? Let's survey the evidence with an open heart and mind from the Daily Bell. And the um, end of the American dream. Why so many apocalyptic natural disasters suddenly happening all over the globe? And um, Washington Free Beacon. Watch Joe Biden's senior moment of the week, volume 55. And survival.news, essential guide to heat stroke. Yes, folks, please take care of yourselves. Don't overexert in certain conditions. Information liberation that came out a while back. ADL under pressure from Elon Musk issues tepid commendation of anti-white the kill bore chant. Yes, and you know what? I'm not an Elon Musk lover by any means, but I give him the thumbs up. I signed a petition many years ago on ending the bore genocide. And in defamation league are nothing more than hypocrites, ginos, one world order scumbags. They lie about 
militias, gun control, and Judaism. They never had the courage to challenge the late great Aaron Zellman from Jews for Preservation of Firearms Ownership. Jews for the Preservation of Firearms Ownership. Anchorium JPFO for because he wanted to bam on those three topics aforementioned. You're not more than cowards. Now, there was a, even a investigative reporter talked about a couple, a couple of these uh, ladies from the ADL in Arizona. They're pathetic. You're like, this is the kind of people you're going to bring into your globalist organization. Come on. And we can go right down here. Strategic culture. It's never about the U.S. president. It's about the U.S. empire. Absolutely. And Nigeria rejects rules-based order. It's from Great Game Media. US, former U.S. senator and foreign diplomat threatened to kick the crap out of Joe Biden for groping his wife. Uh-huh. And, of course, we're here. Summit News. Sam Bankman fires heads back to jail after bail revoked. And, of course, Harbinger's Daily, The Forgotten Resurrection. Why do so many pastors hide this glorious truth from the saints? And, of course, uh, Post-Millennial, exclusive latest blunder of Seattle area homeless agency showcases failure of Biden-endorsed housing first model. And DeSantis spent $95,000 to sponsor Iowa Evangelical Group's Presidential Forum. <laughs> Man, this thing just keeps on hitting and hitting and hitting. My goodness. All right, let me just go down here. Reclaim the net. It came out yesterday. Arizona Governor Katie Hobbs asked Twitter to censor her critics' email show. <laughs> yeah, there's some controversy with Carrie Lake. They said her husband involved with Chinese ties and so forth, the globalist ties. However... What Katie Hobbs did was a major conflict of interest, signing her own um, certification of the elections because you're a secretary of state. All right. Well, Daily Reckoning, Oppenheimer. All right. And Herbs.News, Brighton University, the stream Sawyer's uh, G's Regenerate Yourself Masterclass beginning August 5th. That was a while back. It's good stuff, by the way. I like his information. And uh, CBS remembers Reese IRS whistleblows while ABC, NBC ignores. That's from Mr. C's Newsbuster. Yeah. So um, my conversation with Consumer Watchdog Executive Director Carmen Balber about vaccine safety. Safety. This is Steve Kirsch's newsletter. And Big League Politics. National Association for Gun Rights take takes legal action to end ATS unconstitutional trigger prohibition. They need ATF needs to be defunded, disbarred forever. Okay, they're a legal institution which started during the time of prohibition, but they are after the after the ATF member got repealed, they all were go, we're gonna lose our job. You don't know what to do. And they do the they just did the firearms thing. Yes, and um RT, US, uh, Ukraine facing difficult autumn foreign minister. And um, you see here, this is going down, going down. Huh. All right. Let's go here. Yep. Ukraine, a country of misery, how to find more troops for bloodshed that's involved. And of course, uh, Graham Hancock, Exa Drugs, chapter excerpt of Nero. Apocalypse got some pretty good. He got some pretty good, pretty good content in there too. Oh my goodness! Yeah, this is some of the examples that's going on. And um, what can we say? Banks are getting, banks are still collapsing. So um, that's another thing we got to start looking at. And of course, um, things are being exposed. Rand Paul wants to arrest Fauci, which I don't blame him one bit. So, what can we say? Wow. I did a little bit over rant here. All right. Well, I'm going to be right back, so stay tuned. All right. So, first thing I'm going to be narrating here came from Remix.News. 
rmx.news. And it reads here, the world has moved too far to the left, claims Sex Pistols frontman Johnny Lydon. For a father of punk slam liberal of liberals, for advocating mass immigration, destroying working class values in favor of fashionable elitism. This came out yesterday. It's written by Thomas Brook. The world has moved too far left, and the liberal politics endorsed by many mainstream politicians only work to serve the elite and undermine working class values. Johnny Ly- John Lydon, the former lead vocalist of the English punk band Sex Pistols, has claimed in the damning indictment of the current political landscape across Europe, Lydon, who fronts the band that many consider to be the forefathers of punk, took aim at the condescending symbolic politics employed by self-proclaimed progressives. Speaking to the German newspaper Die Welt, Leiden, also known by his former stage name, Johnny Rotten, accused liberal elites of equating regulated migration with racism, explaining that people are afraid to speak out over fears of being called racist. They invite black people to dinner because they are black and because it is trendy. But it's mostly condescending, Leiden said. They advocate massive immigration for which there should no longer be any rules because such rules are equated with racism. They quarter the refugees in in working class neighborhoods where the people are already very poor, which in turn leads to more unemployment and more crime. If you say something against it, you'll be labeled as a racist. But I'm not a racist and will never be. Politics is destroying working class values based on empathy, love, and respect, not stealing from each other and helping each other when you need it. These are all values that are now being pushed aside in favor of fashionable elitism, he added. The man who co-wrote Sex Pistols' hit, God Save the Queen, also reserved some criticism for the British monarchy and in particular, King Charles III, who he described as the not the brightest on this planet. I'm afraid he'll wreak havoc once he gets involved in world politics, Leiden told the German newspaper, accusing the monarch of desperately trying to curry favor with the Woken. Leiden's political views are diverse and difficult to classify. He, ha- he has previously expressed his loathing of dogmas insisting that human beings should think more for themselves and not be led by authority or social trends. Having backed Hillary Clinton in 2016 U.S. presidential election against Donald Trump, he switched his allegiance to the former Republican president in 2020, telling journalists, I'd be draft as a brush not to. He's only the only sensible choice now that Biden is up. He's incapable of being the man at the helm. The former punk rock frontman also supported the anti-establishment Brexit movement in his homeland, insisting that the working class has spoken in the turbulent years following the vote when politicians were actively campaigning for a second referendum. They're not going to be dictated to by unknown continentals, he said at the time. Interesting indeed by Johnny Lydon himself. And to be very frank, folks, what he's ex- uh, um, addressing here is a form of uh, geopolitical control, a la the Club of Rome, European Union, North American Union, all that good stuff. It's not that hard to, it's not that hard to take a look at it if you haven't yet. So the whole thing is with this illegal mass immigration that affected Europe. They're trying to bring it here in these United States, Canada, and even Mexico. Okay, they're not too crazy about what's going on. Is it's really hurting the, the foundations on what on what these areas, these um, jurisdictions are about? Those not being a racist. That's totally acidine. You got folks out there. Many of them are criminal intents. I'm not gonna say all, but many of them are criminal intents, and the foreign policies from these other countries are pretty bad starting illegal wars, and that's what all are flocking around. It's all been done by design. That's what I'm looking at what Johnny Lydon has um, spoke about. Fashionable elitism. QE Bono. QE Bono, who benefits? Not the people of Europe, but the elitists, the globalists, the order, 
one part of the global order agenda. That's what he's he's speaking about. And now and no, I commend him for that. It doesn't matter who's in this. Everything, everything should be done by the book legally, even through the law. Okay, the law of nations talk about immigration in in there as well. It's part of, it's part of international law. It shouldn't be just open up the boards and let everyone come in. No way in hell. It's like it's a, it's a total nightmare. Throwing cultural heritage and individualism. That's what the order wants. So as far as I'm concerned, Mr. Leiden, thumbs up. Even though you're you're considered a manufactured punk band by the late um, Malcolm McLaren, you know, who actually helped got got the Sex Pistols together, but I gotta give him credit for what he said here. And it doesn't matter when it comes to illegal immigration. I don't care if they're whiter than me with the same last name. You go by the book. You honor that. You honor the cult. You honor the area, the culture, the heritage, and so forth. You know, they're not here to change everything. That's where it gets discouraging. It happens multiple places. We're just one example, and even in Europe as well. Well, that'll be enough of my intake on this. And um, I'll hit this one next one as well. This one here came from All Pipeline News. As businesses crumble, collapsing into the graves, they have dug for themselves most Americans have locked themselves into a lifetime of misery and won't be happy when reality sets in. And it's by M.N. Gordon of the Economic Prism. And this is what really we have to say here. Reckless mistakes, false price signals distorted by decades of extreme government intervention have compelled Americans into reckless spending, saving, and investment habits. The wide range of mistakes that have taken place are irreversible. Lowest interest, low interest rates, courtesy of Federal Reserve balance sheet expansion, made people think they could borrow more money than they really could. The yield of the 10-year Treasury note is currently at about 4.11%. Apart from a brief moment last fall, the 10-year Treasury yield hasn't topped 4% since mid-2008. In other words, borrowing costs haven't been this high in over 15 years. Direct consequences are obvious and should have been expected. As the price of credit increases, debt servicing costs increase too. There is no mystery. Borrowers, including individuals, businesses, and governments, must now direct a greater share of their capital into paying their debts than they did a year ago. For some, this is no big deal. They didn't take the bait of the Fed's artificially cheap credit. Their debts remained moderate. They continued to live within their means with some income left for savings and investments. They have ample cash flow to cover the increased debt burdens from higher interest rates for others it's a major problem they they're up to their eyeballs in debt they borrowed and spent money as if there is nothing to lose during q2 of 2023 for example the total credit card debt topped one trillion dollars for the first time ever in truth the consumers have been using credit cards to maintain their standard of living in an era of rising consumer prices. Yes, this cannot go on forever. The bills always come due at the worst possible time. <laughs> Voices in the night. This massive glut of credit card debt has arrived as a most inopportune moment. As the, as the Fed hike interest rates over the last 18 months, credit cards rates have gone up too. The average credit card rate is now more than 20% an all-time high. To be clear, 20% isn't quite a loan shark rate, and debtors won't get their kneecaps busted for not paying it, for not paying, but it's pretty doggone awful. People, in short, have locked themselves into a life of misery, and they're not going to be happy about it when the full force of their reality sets in. 
What will happen to the financial system when the broad populace refuses to dictate a large percentage of its waking hours to paying off bankers? On top of that, the student loan interest will resume starting on September 1st, 2023, and borrowers will have to restart payments in October. If you recall, the student loan payments and interest have been paused since March 13th, 2020. So, after nearly three and a half years of interim mercy, the relentless reality of student debt is running like voices in the night. For those burdened with student loans and maxed out credit cards, every dollar counts. When interest rates rise, they especially feel the pinch. They must cut back on other expenses to free up cash. So may cancel, some may cancel their streaming services and dust off their library cards. They must stop eating out at restaurants. They may downsize or move into their parents' basement. They may take on a second job or take a pushing, pushing a hot dog cart. Others, however, will find it impossible to meet their financial obligations. Their debts are too overwhelmingly. They will be forced to declare bankruptcy. In addition... This same dynamic of over-indebtedness within an environment relatively higher interest rates is also paying out in other areas of the economy, not just for the consumers. Higher debt costs. Businesses like individuals who will also struggle to generate cash flow need it to cover obligations. Operations that could be easily financed two years ago may no longer pencil out at today's rates. Thus, management is forced to make tough decisions. They must tighten their belts, scale back development, shutter divisions, reduce their workforce. Alice, over the next few years, the pinch from higher interest rates that businesses are feeling will turn into a bone-crushing vice. Here's why. According to a recent client note from Goldman Sachs, an estimated $1.8 trillion dollars of U.S. corporate debt is coming due in the next two years. This is a big problem because the debt will need to refinance at much higher rates. Corporations needing to refinance existing maturing debt at today's higher rates would face higher debt costs. Goldman's economics team, led by John Hotziotz, expected a two-year, a 2% increase in interest expenses for corporations in 2024 and a 5.5% jump in 2025. Naturally, as a corporate debt payment increases, cuts to labor and capital expenditures follow. In fact, using data from public companies since 1965, Goldman found that for each dollar interest expense, companies cut capital expenditures by 10 cents and labor costs by 20 cents. By this, alleged, the allegedly strong labor market and low unemployment rate that President Biden and Secretary Treasury, Treasury Secretary Yellen point to as justification for a robust and healthy economy will turn soft over the next two years as maturing debt is refinanced. Businesses is facing facing businesses facing the certain certainty will be forced to lay off workers at a time of record consumer debt and the unemployment rate increases. Consumer debt will go unpaid. Tasting the forbidden fruit. Some businesses won't be forced to lay off workers. Rather, their debt burden will result in bankruptcy filings. Already in 2023, Chapter 11 filings have exceeded total filings. For the entirety of 2022, what's more, U.S. corporate bankruptcies are at their highest level since 20, 2010. Several notable corporate bankruptcy filings this year include Bed Bath & Beyond, Virgin Orbit, Yellow Corp, SC, SVB Financial Group, D-Bolt, Nixdorf, Soretta, Simmons, Betting, and Party City. Some of these companies will be able to reorganize, reconstruct their debt, and dig their way out of the grave they put themselves in. They're still, they're still, they'll stiff their creditors and go lean and mean. 
Others, after concerted effort, will disappear from the face of the earth forever. The, the 10 years, no doubt, are going to be rough for businesses and workers. And today's call calls for a soft landing will prove to be nothing more than wishful thinking. Make no mistake. Sorry about that. Consumers and businesses got themselves into this mess. No no one held a gun to their heads and forced them to borrow money. They did it to themselves. What they did, what they did, what they think would happen when they were piling on record debt while interest rates were at a 5,000-year 5, 5, lows, obviously not much thinking was going on it at all. But let's not forget, it was, it was the Fed in concert with concert with the treasury who offered up the forbidden fruit of artificially cheap credit this magical and intoxicating promise was something to irresistibly tasty for many to pass up they took a bite then they took another they shall surely die Editor's note is the Pentagon securely. Okay, never mind here. Sincerely, M.N. Gordon for Economic Prism. <laughs> There's a couple of video clips on here as well. You can see it for yourselves. Well, what can you say about that? I always try to use common sense right now, folks. I'm not going to tell people how to live and so forth. However, on my end, to be very frank, I never try to take anything for granted. I never want too much stuff. I keep things minimal as possible. Yeah, I like nice, nice things too. Fully admit it. I should be a big collector of albums and so forth, and not just like trimmed it all down. Don't get me wrong. I love music still in the blood, but never try to take these loans for granted. And um, I've seen people file bankruptcy and see. Folks lost their homes and so forth. It's horrible. So I'm, I was I was one of those individuals that refused to be in that trap. And uh, don't regret it one bit. Hopefully everyone else can do that same because time to simplify your lives. If you all, if you all have children, you need to take the initiative and let them know on what's going on because. Um, you got to prepare them also as well because things can happen. Hope for the best and be prepared for the worst. We all need to do that, including yours truly. Better yourselves, even during these terrible times economically. Try to keep things simple as possible. That's just my intake on it. I can't tell people what to do. All right. I'm going to take another break and do my final segment, so stay tuned. All right, so last but not least, I'll be doing final segment. Can be narrating from American Greatness, which is amgreatness.com. Came out today. If we see the Constitution in its proper light, we may begin to honor it again. It is written by Anthony Elselin. So let's see what Mr. Elselin has to say here. Much is to be forgiven of youth. When I was an undergraduate at Princeton, full of my own foolish ideas, I got into an argument with a good friend about the foundations of moral beliefs. What he believes now, I'm not, I'm not certain. He has, at least in part, I think, returned to the Jewish faith of his ancestors. In any case, he will not allow for the divine authorship or inspiration of the Torah or he shied away from making any strong claims about it. But he didn't make a strong claim for one text. He said that the Constitution of the United States was the greatest bulwark for human freedom and for moral goodness that the world has ever seen. I have, over the years, come to the opinion that the Constitution is best viewed as a set bylaws governing the mutual relations of various mechanisms of government, a tool to be judged by the quality of work it performs. 
but not itself implying anything specific about the character of a good society, except insofar as it confirms certain broad features of the natural law, such that we should not tell lies and we should not delight in cruelty and certain broadly recognized results of human experience. Such as that certain people may be too young to be entrusted with deliberation about the public good. The drafters of the Constitution did not discuss those features of the natural law and human experience. They took them for granted, and yet it is the Constitution, not those universal truths themselves, that is revered as an oracle. I recall here one of the sillier moments in that fine combination of Paradise Lost and Gunsmoke in Outer Space, the original Star Trek series. A certain planet has lapsed into a brutal pre-civilized state, characterized by constant war between the um, Combs and the Yangs. <laughs> the Yangs will die at any, die any death rather than betray one of their... Uh, <coughs> sorry about that. That betray one of their holy words, freedom. It turns out that that these are but communists and Yankees after a war that devastates their planet and pitched them back into barbarianism. But the Yangs are pious people. At a trial between Captain Kirk and renegade Captain Tracy, who has been interfering in the planet's culture and supporting the Combs, the Yangs bring out a tattered old glory, and their chief begins to intone the sacred words, Ead Palminsti. Wait. Ead Plebnista. Suddenly, Kirk understands what the chief is trying to say, and he, played by the Canadian actor William Shatner, burst out in a pan of praise for the American Constitution. Look at the look at these three words written larger than the rest, with the pride never written before or since. Tall words saying, We the people, that which you call Eddie Plebnista, was written for the chief chiefs of kings, or the warriors, or the rich, or the powerful, but for all people. Down the centuries. You have slurred the meaning of the words. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union, establish justice, and ensure domestic tranquility, provide for the common defense to promote general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty to ourselves and our posterity. Do ordain and establish this constitution. That's a quote. These words and the words that follow are not written only for the Yangs, but for the Combs as well. They must apply to everyone, or they mean nothing. The chief doesn't understand why, but he believes Kirk, and he swears that he will be true to the command the words must apply to all men, and that is that. Of course, the Yangs have no schools, no Senate, no written law, if any written at all, no court system, no recognition of property, nothing that an Englishman or an American in 1776 or 1789 could have expected from a modern nation state. It is all to be supplied by a constitution they cannot read, referring to a political, legal, and judicial entities those existence they cannot imagine. The Constitution, in other words, is to do all the long and hard work of civilization and culture. It is like giving Robert's rules to tribes in the outback of the 18th century Australia and expecting a parliament for wit. What the tribesmen would have done with that worthy blueprint for organized discussion other than hanging on a rock and aim a boom and aim boomerangs at it, I cannot fathom. I do not wish to be mistaken. The original Constitution, with its apprehended Bill of Rights, is an excellent blueprint for a government. I admire it as such. 
as I admired a clever series of canals and locks and efficient intricacies, intricacies, yeah, or a combust of a combustion engine. What has been done with it and in the centuries since is not my concern here. My concern is rather that we have made it into a sacred object, a touchstone of divinity. And in that regard, we are like savages who stare at a running engine and believe that God is in the works without considering exactly what work that engine is going to perform. And as such, we have imposed imposed upon the Constitution or imported into it a substantial assumptions about justice that far go far beyond the procedural and that are probably the objects of careful and mature deliberation and wise consideration of goods that cannot always be attained and preserved to the same degree at the same time and in order in order conducive to human flourishing either because the goods themselves are not always compatible or because limitations of human nature not to mention the corruptibility of the human imagination and will equality and civil liberty are often at odds the rights that an individual claims is unviolable will often undermine public order and thriving culture. The liberty of the press will issue many a free pass for rabble-rousing, defamation, deliberate slanting of the news, and outright falsifications of verity in, in the no, in, wait, in, 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 no, 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 well, yeah, in the novel, excuse me. Or omission, when speech is defined to include any expressive action, can pornography be far behind? I should understand, not say that the writers of Star Trek episodes simply forgot a text that really does claim to be sacred, namely the Bible. It appears that the Yangs have a copy of that too, which they cannot read, but it used in the episode is, shall we say, Savagely ironic. Captain Tracy, in the throes of the utter wickedness and malice, claims that Captain Kirk is evil, and he appeals to the popular notion of what the devil is supposed to look like. So the Yang chief opens the Bible and finds a drawing of Satan, looking suspiciously like Kirk's friend and first officer Mr. Spock, the Vulcan with pointed ears. The message there seems straightforward enough. The Bible is for myths, and they are backward, savage, foolish. The Constitution, the Edid Palimnista, is for the ages. God is nudged to decide, and we the people take this place. The writers of the episode did not consider, nor did they expect their American audience to consider, that to take the Constitution and the light was rather like bowing and scraping before it while intoning the Adid Polybnista and the rest of the gibberish. I should say that more that they say more than they than that the Constitution itself cannot do, it was never meant to attempt to work in the work uh, never attempt to do the work of culture and extractable from religious faith. If we see the Constitution in its proper, crucial, but lesser light, we may begin to honor it again for the mechanism that it is and sees to permit its handlers to use it to dismantle American culture itself. For the ultimate aim of those who elevate the Constitution to the throne of deity is that there shall be no human culture, for culture is founded upon religious devotion. Man is united by his common worship. The great blueprint cannot, and in fact has never united Americans, even made them American in the first place. Though it has given them some nudges this way, and that, if, however, the great blueprint pours acid upon the greatest aim of human life, or upon its great foundations in marriage and family life, then it is a suicide plot. 
So I will continue to take the blue, take it as a blueprint. Very fine for the kind thing it is. And not as a deity or an oracle to be consulted for strictly cultural or any cultural aims. Let the Edith Palinista be forgotten and its place known, known no more. Interesting there. <laughs> Interesting indeed, right? Yeah, so um, always got to keep it, honor it as the supreme law of the land. Always starting the local level too. Plant a seed, not no tree. And another thing too, folks, it's a social contract. DC, the, the cracks of DC don't like it. You can give the big middle finger. You're breaching the contract. Is what I gotta say. But it's always um interesting when they talk about Star Trek. I'm not a big Trekkie fanatic, but uh, I've watched it. And I have a token of appreciation for it. Things are coming to light too as we as we as we uh, speak. But it's always called the supreme law of the land. Yeah, on the federal level. Exercise it, folks. Learn it. Learn your state constitution as well. You know why? To honor it. The more you know it, the more you exercise it, the less you fear the state. And if more individuals do that, they can't kill us all. Because we could be, we'd treat them, we'd be like they're cockroaches. Well, that's my intake on this matter. And that will be it. I want to thank everyone for listening. Plus, feel free to download and share throughout your social media networks. If you have any questions, comments, and sense unless interesting or check out whatever you do, please use the correspondence in the quorum. Furthermore, I'll leave the footnotes. Please um this on my page. If you want to contact me, go to Loki Luck Numbers 03 at protonmail.com. If you want to donate, go to paypal.me or cash.app forward slash Loki Luck Number 3. Support Remix. All News Pipeline, American Greatness. There should be the links in there on their site so you can take the initiative on doing it. All right. Once again, thank you for your time. Plus, always remember that the maniac resistance is healthy for the soul and can liberate humanity. Until next time, take care of yourselves. Keep on spreading the love. And may your guardian spirits be with you. <laughs>